Well, good morning. Hopefully you are doing fantastic. This is Jeff Downs and we are streaking. The streaking show podcast is all about getting consistent in your life, mastering consistency to the point that you're able to, in whatever aspect, adopt and employ what you need in order to become the person who you want to be. Today, as we talk about streaking and also employ streaking, I want to share with you a streak that I've had for quite some time and what it is I've done or what it is I've learned through implementation of this streak. This streak has been and is almost eight years old. It's very, very close. It'll be eight years old in just a few more months. And it's a streak that I was inspired to set by a good friend of mine in response to a complaint that was had at work. So with that being said, let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple. Keep a record and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. As you think about what you do in life to be consistent and why you want to be consistent, there's all kinds of good reasons. There are benefits that come from you deciding to do something every day, week, or month. Now, there's many individuals and people who, with whom I've spoken that balk at the idea of doing something daily. When they learn the laws of streaking, they then balk at the simplicity of doing an activity daily. What I mean by that is, as you heard in the introduction, law number one is all about making it laughably simple. What happens in each one of us is the idea that simplicity or making it laughably simple is not good enough. You're right if you only do it once, but when you start a streak and you do an activity laughably simple every single day, that compounds into quite the breakthrough result. The key is the consistency. Now, as you consider this whole idea of consistency, I want to share with you a streak that I started eight years ago that has helped me in my professional life and in my personal life. As you well know, one of the main forms of communication that we have today is email. The email inbox is inundated with all sorts of communication from marketing and advertising to professional and personal communication. All of those things that can be communicated with us are usually now communicated with us through an email of some sort. Of course, there's other communication methods and those that have been long with us, a face-to-face conversation or a conversation via a telephone. With the advent of COVID and everything that happened, video conferencing and video meetings became the norm. In fact, it's rare anymore that I have a conversation on the phone. It's more likely that I have a conversation 
in a meeting via, via Zoom or Microsoft Teams, all of that is communication. And one of the primary staples of communication since its invention what is, was and is email. Now, why is email so prevalent? What is it about email that makes it such a good communication device and also something that is such a bad, can be bad waste of time? Email, you can read on your own time, or in other words, when you fit it in. It can be delivered to any number of devices. At at a certain at a point in time, there was in the past a point in time in the past there was the BlackBerry device that was one of the only ones that could get the email until like, until you know mobile devices came to the point and also software came to the point where other devices could receive email. BlackBerry rested on its laurels of being the device that received electronic communication and unfortunately did not progress to the point where they stayed in business. With email comes the opportunity to get information, consume it at your own pace, and then reply at your own in your own time, in your own time frame. The email communication can be something also that bogs you down and staps your productivity. It can be something that increases your productivity. One of the primary ways that in the profession that I have, which is with Franklin Covey, my career with Franklin Covey, is via the communication, primary communication methods is via email. People get a hold of me via email and I respond via email. And there is a certain etiquette and response time that people expect that response time usually with email 24 hours is like the outer limit of when people expect you to respond we have auto reply in email when we're on vacation or away from the office that auto reply when someone sends an email informs them that my response may be delayed because i'm out of the office or i'm not where i need to be currently and therefore cannot respond, or my device is not in my hands, or maybe, and hopefully, I'm in a meeting, or I'm in a conversation, and therefore will not be able to respond to you. Now, auto-reply is one way to manage email inboxes. Well, let's get on now to the story. As I've talked about and shared with you the detail of email, in the profession that I have, and the primary source of communication being email, I was inundated with an inbox that was full. Full can be whatever you decide its definition to be. Full can be something that is many hundreds or thousands of emails, and full can also be 20 or 30. It just depends on whatever your definition is. My inbox was full to the point where my response time was very slow. Slow in the sense that long past 24 hours and even 48 hours. Slow because when I'd read an email, I'd think that that email needed a long response or the email needed my special attention and therefore I would put it off until I could pay it the attention it needed. Any number of reasons came into being. Well, with my slow response time, complaints began to build until one day 
my good friend, Chris McChesney, sat down with me and said, look, you are a fantastic individual. And we all know that when it starts with something like that, there's something that's going to follow, which was your response time is awful. And I'm getting many complaints that you're not responding to the emails that are being sent. I had not a leg to stand on. It was absolutely true. I was not responding in a way that was going to, that was, I, I just wasn't responding. And there, and, and people's emails were being left unanswered and important emails, ones that were time sensitive, that needed an answer because I was a consultant and was being called upon to do certain events with certain clients. And there were client partners who were asking me my availability, and I just wasn't getting back to them. Part of the problem was I was just overwhelmed with the number of emails in my inbox, which included not only pertinent corporate communication, but also all the marketing information and every email list that I had signed up for and for whatever reason did not want to unsubscribe. Maybe I'd miss something, you know, the fear of missing out. So when Chris said this to me, I took it upon myself to decide what it was I could do in order to be responsive. It was about this time that Jamie and I had been streaking, meaning that we we were running or walking at least one mile six days a week. And we've been doing that for a, about a year. I think it was about a year that when this came about, a little bit longer than a year. So I decided, you know what? Streaking has worked for me in many other areas of my life. I'm going to start to employ it to manage my email inbox. Now, in following the laws of streaking, I had to think about what would be laughably simple. Now, at this point, you may be thinking to yourself, the streak that you're about to share, or the <laughs> you're not thinking this, but the streak I'm about to share, you may think, let's put it that way, that it was a not laughably simple streak. And I will agree with you that it was on the edge of laughably simple. It was maybe a forced laugh. And the streak was this. 10 emails or less in my inbox at the end of every day. Once I set the streak, because of the experience I had had previous to this with streaking, in other words, I knew that my consecutive muscle was built to the point where it could, I could do this streak. It was going to be something that was going to be difficult on the edge of laughably simple, like I said. However, it was something that I absolutely needed to do. So I started. On the first, in the first couple of weeks of my streak, it was very difficult to stay within the 10 or less. However, I grinded through it and was able to do it. As I continued my progress with this streak, I realized quite quickly that in order to make this laughably simple, I needed to employ some important procedures with my email. And I'm going to go through what those are. Number one, I decided and went about unsubscribing from every possible list I could unsubscribe from. And what I mean by that is I didn't know when that particular list was going to come out. So every day I had to be diligent in unsubscribing from lists. And by the way, lists, email, emails, 
the list that you're on, they do not like you to unsubscribe. However, gratefully, because of many different reasons, they have to include an unsubscribe button in there somewhere. So every day I would find one or two or three emails that were from a list and I'd scroll to the bottom and find that unsubscribe and I would unsubscribe. It took probably about two months of diligently unsubscribing to get to the point where I wasn't receiving marketing email continuously every night and waking up every morning to 20 or 30 marketing emails, even 40. As I unsubscribed, the email inbox became more clean. So that was number one, unsubscribe from everything. And I did it. Now, there are some, and I'm going to give a little caveat here. I did unsubscribe from everything, even those that I did want to see, because I needed my inbox to be clean so that I could view what it was that I needed to see that was the pertinent communication. All right, number two. With responding to emails, I needed to learn what I call the email, the personality of the person sending the email. There were some individuals who would send emails that were totally fine with a one-word or a two-word response. Those were individuals with whom I had a established relationship. We had a opportunity uh, to build trust. We, we built trust between each other. And they did not need me to be verbose in my answer or overly flower, flower, flowering, flowery, <laughs> that's a word, but to add a whole bunch of niceties in the email. One or two words would do the job. Therefore, any of those that I could, I responded quickly with one or two words. As soon as I responded, that was it. Email archived. There were others that would ask a question that required a little bit more thought and response. If I were in a block of time where I could respond to that with a few sentences, then I would. I would just take and do it right there. If, however, it required more of my thinking in time, then what I would do is email the person right back and say, you know what? I need to think about this. I'll get back with you by either the end of the day or tomorrow. And then I would take and create in my calendar an appointment, a meeting with myself to answer that email. What I found was is there weren't many emails that were in that category. And therefore I was scheduling but a couple of a couple maybe, you know, maybe 3 4 a week that were going into my calendar where I would uh have this email block of time or this block of time where I had to answer this email. The third thing that I, that I learned as far as the personality of email and people who are email is that there were emails that I needed more information or that were sent in such a way that I needed to ask a question. So whatever the question was, I would immediately ask it and send it back. What I knew is that that person and their response time was usually a long time away from when I sent it back. <laughs> so I learned the personality of people that took longer time to send back, and I would respond to them immediately, knowing that I had time and now it was on their shoulders to be able to get back to me, and therefore their email got cleared out of my inbox. 
learning the personality of how people like their to receive or the the email personality let's put it that way learning the email personality really helped me to be able to keep my inbox to 10 or less at the end of every day now why 10 or less as i evaluated everything that i was doing there was a space that i needed to be able to have if emails came in at the end of the day and I didn't have the opportunity to respond to them. I needed an opportunity to have a buffer. I didn't want to go, I, and I knew that I couldn't get to zero, and that would be too—I I would be too obsessed with that being at zero. Because as soon as you, you know, respond to something and they send it back, so I thought at the end of the day, and what was the end of my day? Because the end of your day may be the different than the end of my day. The end of my day was when I was, you know not a certain amount of time, but when it came to the place where I declared at the end of the day. So sometimes that could be at five o'clock, sometimes at seven o'clock, sometimes at three o'clock. It just depended on what it was that I had for the day. And when I called the end of the day, that was it. I made sure that I had 10 or less. And when I had 10 or less, and it was the end of the day, street counted and I put my phone or my email away for the day, and and that was it. And I and I was I was pretty strict about and not pretty strict. I was strict about that. Since that happened, so those those are the principles of and some of the things that I've learned from uh, email. Oh, the other thing. Sorry, let me let me give you one more. I also was able to get really good at decision making. If someone was requesting of me a date or a time or information that they needed in order to make a decision or to pass on to another client, I was able to make those decisions very quickly. I did not hesitate to make the decision. The reason that it's important to make the decision is because it will linger out there a long time, the email, and it will stay in the inbox. And it also itches at the back of your brain. It's a weight that's added to your shoulders that you don't want. So when I decided to have 10 or less emails, I started to get really good at deciding quickly and responding to requests for either information, for calendar availability. Some of the other tools I employed is uh, a booking system that then was I could send a link back to someone and say, you know what, if you keep this link, or if you click this link, you'll see the times that I'm open. Now, I'm not a huge fan of that. Here's what I'm a fan of with that, because I think that it's courteous to be able to tell people when I'm available. That's what I felt in my heart. Is I, I think there's some courteousness that comes with an email that says, here's three times that I'm available. But what I was able to do is suggest three times that I'm available and then say, if none of these times work for you, Here's a link to my calendar that will give you a lot more times. I believe that that then communicated to the person that I was sending the email that I thought about what it was that they were asking. I gave them the times that I was available and said, my calendar's up to date. Feel free if those times don't work to be able to choose one or the other. One of the, th one of my little pet peeves, I'll just let you know, is when I get contacted via LinkedIn and I express interest in following up on something, and they say, hey, pick from my calendar any of these times. I'm just like, you know what? You contacted me, and if you don't have the ability to be able to schedule with me, then I'm not really interested in what you have to serve. 
that may be something that you look at and say, wow, <laughs> you're kind of a, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of a, a grumpy old man on that. I'm really not. I just think that there's some common courtesy that comes from suggesting times that I'm available and for them suggesting times that they're available to me and sending an email with a with a booking link, either Calendly or Bookings. There's a several different sites out there and services that can provide this that says, if I'm not available, please choose any of these from this calendar. Another thing that happened as a result of 10 emails or less in my inbox at the end of every day is because of what I just described to you, I had to keep my calendar up to date. So my planning got much better. I was intentional and deliberate about blocking time on my calendar for answering email, for deep work, for internal meetings, for client meetings. I stuck to that with everything I had. And that became a a result of 10 emails or less in the inbox at the end of the day. It just, it had to, I had to be a better planner. That was a beautiful result of what it was that I was happening with the inbox. So in the eight years that I've been doing this, again, I've gotten very good at those principles that I've outlined to you because overall, my desire to keep the streak alive, to do this, to to absolutely keep it going, especially now that it's in four digits, now that it's up in the 2,800 range, and I think I, when I posted on LinkedIn, it was 2,885 days that I had this email that I, you know, I needed to be, to be doing. It, it really has, as I said in the link or in the LinkedIn post, I don't do a lot of email on weekends. I mean, it's it's very few minutes. Some people may look at this and say, hey, Jeff, it seems like you're in email all the time then. If you have a streak to do 10 or less, you'll be in email all the time. I'm not. And I have a lot of email communication. It's not a little. Now, there's some of you who may be saying, you know what, I don't know if I could do that. Well, the, the thing that I would challenge you with or invite you to do is set a streak that works for you. It's the consistency of the 10 emails or less that pays the dividends. It's the consistency that you set. For example, if you're looking at it and saying, you know what, I don't think it's 10, I think it's 20. Whatever limit it is that you have, do it. Oh, one other one other thought that I had is uh, I have an email inbox that I call completed that I move anything that I completed to that email inbox. I also utilize one of the things that's really helpful is on my mobile device, I have Outlook. And in Outlook, I slide to the left and that archives the email and it does it very quickly. So I can see anything that I am working toward. And if it's just for my information purposes only, I read it and archive it all in one shot. Now I can do that because my email inbox is not littered with a litany of marketing material and it also doesn't have lingering lingering emails out there that have been out there for days and weeks re- asking for or looking for my response. As you consider the streak, one other thing that I'm going to say, and this is important, <laughs> I'm not perfect 
at responding. There are some times where a few emails will be part of the 10 in my inbox for a few days. And those are ones that are requiring information from me or that that's going to take more than a quick answer. So it takes a while to respond. What I have developed and what I do is I do tell people that this one's going to take me a while to respond. And I apologize for the delay. But the communication that I have with them is critical that they have it. The other th- Here's another one that I had. Sorry, I keep on thinking of these ones. So have you ever been involved in an email conversation where you get sent something, you reply to it, the person replies back to you, you reply back to them, and it, it goes like that for a little while because you're discussing something through email? What I have realized is that in that email conversation, okay, I was keeping the previous versions of the conversation, of the email, not the previous versions. I was keeping all the emails in the conversation in my inbox, and it was littering my inbox. So one thing that I have done is when I'm in one of these email conversations, as soon as I respond, and I know that they're going to be responding back, and that's part of knowing the personality of the person who you're emailing, their email persona. I immediately archive that particular response. Now, if I don't know if they're going to respond right away, I'll leave the email in my inbox. And then once they do respond, I immediately archive the one that was previous. And I go to the one that um, is the most recent. There's times, for example, I know that there are people who will send me reminders And it's something that they like to do. They're concerned about if I'm remembering what it was that I had. Um, And what I will, what I will do when I receive that reminder, well, (laughs) I know that they're going to send me reminders. And so when I'm like three or four weeks out from an event or maybe a month out from an event and I get a reminder of that event, I'll make note. I have the event in my calendar and I'll archive it immediately because I know that that person will email me again two weeks prior, one week prior, three days prior. So I'll archive all of those. And I know that in three days, they'll send me all the pertinent information so that I have that in my inbox. I transfer, copy and paste any information, additional information that was added for that particular event into my calendar event, into the notes of my calendar event, and then I'll archive that email. It really is an efficiency and an effectiveness and knowing the personality of the people who email becomes something of what well, it, it becomes part of your knowledge and your effectiveness. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense there. And I apologize. I'm kind of thinking it out as I go here. Hopefully it does make sense. And hopefully what I've provided provides you with an opportunity to say, you know what? I think I, I can do that. I can set a streak. So two things together. One, the desire to keep the streak alive. And now that it's past the four-digit mark, the desire is massive. And also looking at and considering what emails you need to delete right away, get rid of immediately, what lists you need to unsubscribe from, the opportunity to archive and create calendar events to respond to emails. All of those things have helped me and make my email process 
and make me efficient in my email process. Hopefully that has been helpful. I was asked by a couple of people in LinkedIn to just share with you what I've learned. Hopefully you can take something away from this that will help you in your learning. If not, then I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on what you might do or suggest. Any of those things would be great. As you start streaking, you will find that level of consistency can help in any area of life. If you want to learn more about streaking, Jamie and I wrote a book on it called Streaking. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. It's a quick read. It's a four-hour audible if you want to download it there, or if you want to read it and really soak it in, it's a quick read as well. It will give you everything you need to be able to start and keep successful streaks in your life. Also, download the streaking app. That is built on the methodology of streaking. And it, when you download the app and start it, register, you'll get suggestions for laughably simple streaks that you can start. But you could also create your own because the streak is in the eye of the beholder. In other words, the simplicity of the streak is in the eye of the beholder. So download the streaking app, S-T-R-E-A-K-I-N-G, and start following along today anyone in the streaking app or start and track your own streaks. Until... We talk again. I hope you have a fantastic, wonderful week and keep freaking.